What's up, everybody? This is Miles Turner, the Indiana Pacers. You're listening to the Pacers Podcast. Be sure to follow at Pacers on Twitter. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pacers Podcast, the only Australian NBA podcast with a bias toward the Indiana Pacers. On a momentous day for the franchise, it's the NBA Draft Lottery kicking off in a matter of minutes on ESPN. And the Pacers had to try and give you what you wanted, our live reactions to whatever happens next. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what pick the Pacers are going to have. Justin and I did an episode just the other day where we spoke through the odds and the potential draft picks for the Pacers. We weren't joined by Alex for that show. Alex, you've joined us for this one. How are you feeling and uh, in yourself because you've been suffering through the Pangolins' revenge lately? And how are you feeling about the Pacers' lottery chances? Yeah, I'm more worried about the uh, lottery odds, mate. But look, it's a uh, it, it's is it crazy for me to say this is the most important day? Like at least since I've been alive in the franchise history. I mean, th- this dictates the next decade of Pacers basketball. So, I mean. <clears throat> Look, I've said it before, I'm expecting the seventh pick. Uh, but anything in the top four is what, what we're praying for, isn't it? So get, get me one of one of your man, Chet, or uh, <laughs> or Jabari, Jaden, and then Paolo, or the big three, though. It's lucky the wind didn't pick up in the studio there with Chet there. He would have <laughs> blown into the next room or something. He's a very skinny man. And... As uh, as I've made it very clear on this show, I'm not not all that keen on having a very skinny man on the paces that could break down physically. Um, he, yeah, it, it just scares me committing a number one pick or a potential top four pick to a seven foot three, seven foot two guy that uh, weighs about as much as one of my legs. So that's uh, a bit concerning, Justin. You're. Uh, you're currently watching it all unfold along with us. We're all in different cities in Australia right now. Um, are you nervous, excited? Is there nervous excitement? A little bit of both. What is it? Yeah, nervous, excited is probably a good way to put it. Um, it's always, you know, I haven't kind of felt like this with a lottery night since I think Danny Granger represented the paces and we had a decent chance of getting a good pick. Um, yeah, look... Uh, you hate to be negative, but I'm not going to be surprised if we fall to seventh or ninth or something. But look, whatever happens, happens. We'll laugh it off and, and move forward. But um, yeah, I mean, if we if we fall to ninth, that's that's beyond hilarious. But um, yeah, I'm excited. I think you know today might be a huge change for the franchise with some luck and some positivity. So um, yeah, let's hope we can somehow get into the top three. Absolutely. And, you know, for the teams above us, they've uh, had a lot of lottery luck lately and uh, across their franchises. The one thing that we can say about the Pacers is that they've never had any lottery luck, partially because they've never been this high in the lottery since the 80s. I mean, since the lottery was only just introduced, I think we had the second pick in 1988. Uh, We had the 10th pick in 2010, which was Paul George. Uh, I believe Miles Turner was about the 10th or 11th pick as well. And we had Chris Duarte last year at pick 13. So yeah, it's it's been a, a lean year in terms of lottery picks. The draft has been more about trades than it's been about picks recent, in recent years, recent decades for the Indiana Pacers. But that's all potentially about to change. We, Regardless, we're guaranteed to have the highest pick we've had in over 30 years, which is insane to think about. I mean, Alex, this has been a franchise that has 
as we've said, been afraid to or not concerned with tanking or bottoming out. But for this franchise, uh, it's it's been a lean lottery uh, couple of decades. Or was it like 1989, did you say? Was yeah. the uh, last top top nine pick? That's insane. And I mean, we, we talked about it, didn't we? Like one of our first ever episodes of the podcast, we all unanimously agree, like the Pacers will never tank. And they kind of, they were kind of forced to bottom out this year a little bit more than more than by design, but this is unprecedented territory for the Pacers organization. And I'm gonna be honest with you, I have no idea how like Knicks fans do this every year because this is terrible. I, I hate it. This is I'm terrifying. It, it's utterly terrifying. They're interviewing Damian Lillard on the coverage right now, and you know he's he was a former sixth pick. So there's an example of a franchise that changes fortunes around by picking in the top six picks. I mean, if you're lucky and the player that you want falls to you and you're able to find a guy with leadership and the ability to be able to make his teammates better and set the tone in your franchise, then Justin, this this is transformative. This this can set up, as we said, you, you, you've got this guy under contract for the next nine seasons if you want. Um, you've got the opportunity to be able to set yourselves up. Yeah, it affects so many things. Like no one would think ping pong balls can actually deter someone's career. And, you know, like you said, they're probably locked down for eight, nine years with that team if the team wants to keep them. So, I mean, we're nervous as fans. You imagine if you were projected to go number one tonight, how nervous you would be, how much that's going to affect your career um, with what city you live in and everything like that. Um, it's really interesting. So, yeah, we we're just watching the live coverage now. They're going through each players, PJ Washington to the Hornets and um, the paces. Uh, Kelly will be up soon, won't she, Adam? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Kelly Krafshoff, the uh, the assistant uh, president, I think, of the uh, the Pacers, longtime employee. Uh, apologies if I butchered her last name, but she had a visualization exercise on Twitter uh, yesterday, I participated myself. I closed my eyes. I visualized the envelope being pulled out and the Pacers logo coming out of that number one pick envelope and the assistant uh, commissioner of the NBA announcing the number one pick for the Indiana Pacers. So a, um, a, a very nervous vibe here and a Pacers flavor to the the podium as well because Devada Sabonis is the Kings representative, which is really weird in and of itself because the Kings traded for Demita Sabonis to make the playoffs and lo and behold, they didn't make the playoffs. They're in the lottery. The other trade that the Pacers were a part of was of course the Karis LeVert trade, which led to uh, us having a moment in the playing tournament where if Cleveland had made the playoffs and won in the playing tournament, just won one of the two games, then uh, the Pacers would have owned that the rights to that, uh, what would have been the 15th pick. And instead the Cavs lost that game. And unfortunately they uh, fell into the lottery. They've got a 0.5% chance of the first pick in the draft. So it's, uh, it's about to happen. I think the envelopes are about to be delivered to the assistant commissioner. This is really nerve-wracking i mean for guys that are, envelopes this year boys oh uh, look i i saw that uh that worldwide wob said on uh on twitter he had a, uh, a video of him freezing an envelope with the new york knicks logo in it just for mm -hmm. good luck and you've also got to remember the team that suffered that 
potential conspiracy theory frozen envelope. And that was the Indiana Pacers. They finished second in that random drawing for Patrick Ewing. So Mark Tatum approaching the podium and he's about to announce the 14th pick. The NBA playoff action is nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds and more, and boom, you have a shot and an even bigger payout. Right now, all customers can place the Same Game Parlay with three or more legs, and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Sucked in. And the 14th pick is the Cleveland Cavaliers. They should have won the game. Then we would have had the 15th pick and... More draft assets. So if the Cavs make the playoffs next year, then we will retain their pick. The Hornets with the 13th pick. So we're true to form to start the draft. Then OKC via the LA Clippers. So OKC will have two picks in this lottery regardless. Uh, the Knicks. So... Get me past nine. Knicks, Knicks, so we know that we're not going to be passed by the Knicks at the very least. This is all happening. This is good. This is good. It's okay, Washington. And now we get down to this is our zone. So from the ninth pick onwards, we could see a Pacers logo anywhere along this line. So for the ninth pick, the Spurs. So we have not fallen into the ninth pick. We've at least got a top eight pick in this draft. This is perfect. The lottery is going as it should right now. This is good. New Orleans from the Lakers in the eighth spot. So guaranteed a top seven pick. Oh, my God. Kings are in. Let's. Kings are in. The Kings are going to be in the top four. So we have been jumped at least by one team. The Kings are going to pick. We're six. And the paces are six. So we have fallen one spot into the sixth pick. The Kings, once again, after suffering through that much turmoil over the last 25 years, you have yet another chance to draft a transcendent player. And with the sixth pick in this draft, you've got to consider the five teams above the paces. You have the Kings, the Thunder, the Rockets, the Pistons, and the Magic. So those are the five teams above us in the draft the right Pistons going five. The Pistons going five is good for us. I mean. Pistons going five is good for us because ultimately mm. they want a big man to pair with Cade. But the question remains, do you have a trade partner in that top four? Do you have the ability to get in that top four, jump two spots, do what Dallas did to get Luca? to get Jaden Ivey or get the equivalent player. So the sixth pick belongs to the Indiana Pacers, a real gut punch, I think, for everyone involved in the franchise and everyone that's wanted a top pick this year. I feel pretty stressed about this situation, guys. Justin, we heard your response. Um, Doesn't really feel fair, Alex, to have the Kings jump up in the top four. 
Uh, well, the poverty gets rewarded, mate. That's all it is. Uh, uh, that's disappointing, isn't it? <coughs> yeah, I know what the worst thing was. I was saying all season, no matter what, I didn't want Kings to be in the lottery because we were vying for that seed with them. We were like, we wanted Sacramento to lose because we want better odds. And there was a, you know, if we were in that slot, we, we would have been here now. That is so frustrating. Yeah, I think the the overall emotion is frustration, pure frustration on our part because the Kings have done everything wrong as an NBA franchise for the past 30 years. The Pacers have tried to do everything right. And this is why ultimately... Even though you have a lottery, it ends up rewarding bad teams time and time and time again. So a frustrating night for all Pacers fans. I think there'll still be a good player available at six. I think we'll still have the opportunity to be able to move up. The Pacers will be working the phones really hard over the next month. They'll be working out a lot of different guys. I'm moving into the mock drafts. I'll start with the Athletics mock big board at six, Benedict Mathurian. At seven, Shaden Sharp. At five, Keegan Murray. So we're in that range of those guys. I'll be watching a lot of YouTube clips over the next few weeks. For the uh, the ringer, uh, they had Jay Nivey at five, AJ Griffin at six, Keegan Murray at seven, and Johnny Davis at eight. Um, they had Shaden Sharp at four. So they're jumping all over the place. I think the top three is pretty set in terms of Chet, Jabari Smith, and Paolo Benchero. That is a relatively strong top three. Jaden Ivey with an outside chance at being able to break into that group of players. But I think picking at six, four, five, six, seven, it seems like there's there's four, five, six players that could go in any one of those picks. So even though you didn't get in the top three, we're not going to draft Chet. So I'm super happy with that, to be <laughs> frank. Um, but Justin, you've still got a chance to get a young raw player with a lot of potential that you can build around with Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah, look, it's not the end of the world. Look, we could have dropped a seventh, eighth, ninth, which would have been a lot worse. But, um, yeah, like six picks still good. It's just annoying we couldn't get in that top five. Everyone's kind of mentioned this draft, the stars between one and four, and then there's a big drop-off. So, I don't know, it kind of puts paces in a weird predicament now. What do you do? Do you try and trade up? Like we were mentioning on the episode last night, Adam, I don't think we trade back um, with the sixth pick. I, I just don't think the Pacers would do that. They've got the sixth pick in the NBA draft. They're not going to trade back and get the 10th. Um, but, yeah, frustrating as a Pacer fan right now, for sure. Really frustrating. And, you know, it's, once again, the the mediocrity and the the terrible franchises are rewarded by, uh, by having top picks. Um, and this this feels like the uh, the last gut punch from Demarcus Sabonis, and good luck to him as he potentially gets a top four pick to to pair with him uh, from this year's draft. But you know, I think we'll be diving into a lot of these different guys that could be picked in this top six uh, over the next number of weeks. We'll continue to talk about who we like, who we don't necessarily like so much, what we're hearing in terms of who the franchise like. Um, but I'll cast your minds back to last year, Oklahoma City, Josh Giddy six. So, um, yeah, that's that's the thing. That's what I was going to say right there. Like, yeah, we look at these mock drafts, but every year someone jumps up. 
Every yep. year someone slips. Like I remember Kaminga and I and Shams like a Shams player. has leaked the order while it's being announced. Orlando will pick first, then Oklahoma, yeah. then Houston, then Sacramento. So Orlando with the top pick. What who what will... do you think? Do you think Sacramento will take Jaden Ivey if he's there? Well, that would be a weird fit. I feel would be a weird fit. I, I mean, I think um, I think you you have to you have to look at Houston because they might want to pair a Jaden Ivey with a Jalen Green, but then again. Um, mm. I think the good news is that all three of those top three teams really need a bigger player. They need, you know, Orlando needs uh, a Ford. Uh, they've got a lot of dry guards in the last few years and they have a few centers. Oklahoma City and Houston both need bigs. Sacramento are a total wild card. They could do literally anything and I'd believe it. I mean, we could potentially trade with them. Yeah, I was going to uh, say they could, could trade, trade back. Do do we trade Malcolm Brogdon in the sixth pick for the fourth pick? I'd do that in a hot minute. Uh, I'd do that in, in one second flat. So you probably get on the call with Sacramento and you try and sell them Malcolm Brogdon. Quick smart. Those two had really good pick and roll chemistry. Um, but I'd be making a phone call right now. Well, also, if you're the Kings, you might be thinking, all right, well, we would rather take a forward like Keegan Murray right now that's going to fit our team better. So let's trade back and get someone else. I yep. mean, look, if, if you're the Pacers... Go all in. You have to no, go all no, in. No one else is trading for Brogdon, right? In the top yep. three. Maybe Detroit really need a point guard if they're desperate. Yeah, maybe. But I just can't see it. I can see Sacramento being under so much pressure to make the playoffs next season that they do a Sacramento and make a terrible move. And I think okay. we have to we have to try and get them Brogdon and six for four. I think that's that's the logical thing for me that we have to try and do. And frankly, I'd, I'd be willing to throw 31 in there as well to try and get up to that fourth pick. Even if you just finish with the fourth pick and Jaden Ivey and get nothing else from this draft, that's better than potentially picking six and being left with whoever's at, whoever else is not on the board. So uh, a, a bit of a harrowing end to the uh, evening for the Indiana Pacers. We turn our attention to the draft. We'll continue to bring you draft coverage, but those were our reactions. I think Justin's going to get uh, a letter from DraftKings uh, about his reaction when we got announced six, so I might have to use the bleep button there. We've been the Paceroos. <laughs> we'll talk to you again next time.